in three, two, one. What's up, everyone? It's Coach Mike here. Welcome to episode 10. No, episode 11 of Sub 10. Episode 11. I'm going to start with my apology. I should have had my first guest on today. However, technical difficulties have ensued and I thought it was going to be a lot easier to organize and record an episode with a guest than what I gave it credit to and my system is not cut out for it. So I'm going to have to postpone it probably for two weeks whilst I figure it out and make sure I truly understand how to record an episode with with two people in it because I don't want to go through Zoom and I don't want to go through like them sitting somewhere at home. I want, it's going to be live and it actually takes a lot more effort. I need two cameras, I need two microphones and I need a better laptop that will be able to handle it all. So I apologize for that. I just need a better system. I'm going to sort that out over the next week so that I can record it. So you got me for another two weeks, but I've got a really great episode today because... I think it's great. Uh, it's some stuff I'm learning at the moment. I'm going back to my foundations and I'm um, spending a lot of time at the moment learning about nutrition, but also just like refining some old training ideas and things that I, I love. So the secrets to hypertrophy training and why am I doing this? It's a big interest for myself because it's something I've sort of been pushing at the moment. I'm trying to get as big athletic and aesthetically look good as I can at the moment. That's sort of like how I would describe it. So basically, I want to look, move and feel like an elite performing athlete. And I model myself off like a, a rugby rugby league athlete. I think uh, in terms of what they do with the collision-based sport athletes, that's sort of something that um, I, I aspire to be like. And those are the athletes I train a lot of collision-based sports. And I want to sort of push myself to really understand that. And then... I wanted to go and learn things that are going to help with a lot of off-season programs and or the start of a pre-season program because a lot of times we have to analyze and constantly go back and review what we're doing and see if there's opportunities to improve. So I want to introduce you to three ideas around secrets to hypertrophy training that you need to understand. We may not get through all of them today, but I'm definitely going to give it a crack. So first and foremost, peri-workout nutrition. Nutrient timing around your training. Have you ever heard of this before? Do you understand how you can maximize the window around your training to enhance your physical adaptations for muscular strength and hypertrophy? So there's a lot of conjecture and research around this and people would say that you just need your daily intake of your macronutrients. But as our science improves and our ability to monitor and assess things and look at deeper into research, we, we've got a better understanding and there's better information out there in terms of what you can do to maximize your training intensity and training sessions and also then recover from those sessions and start the process of making sure that you've got the building blocks in your bloodstream to help repair, regenerate and grow the tissues that you're stimulating. Because in a lot of uh, programs out there, a lot of people are using hypertrophy-based training ideas, but they're not executing them well or they're not actually getting the most... Um, adaptation they can because they're not doing everything around it the best of their ability. So, peri-workout nutrition, what does it mean? There's this sort of four to five hour window from the time of your pre-workout meal to the time of your post-workout meal where you can optimize what you do in that time around your training to maximize your potential opportunity for muscular growth and strength development. 
So it's giving the fuel to the muscles to actually get the adaptation you're training for. The first thing is having a pre-workout meal. I think a lot of people miss how important this can be because training's either at just before dinner or it's in the morning before work. So a lot of times, a lot of people aren't either up early enough to eat something to get the body going effectively. So they think it's just better to turn up and train. And then after work, people aren't actually having a pre-workout meal um, because lunch was at 12 or 1 p.m. and they sort of just like get through the day with with what energy they have in their body. But ideally between 1 to 1.5 hours before a workout, we want to aim to hit a meal which is around one gram per kilo of body weight of carb. The carb source being something like sweet potato, rice, potato with a bit of fruit. So you want to have both styles because fructose is um, absorbed differently to a traditional sort of carb source in the body and we want to give the maximum amount of energy we can to the training session. With protein, we want to hit 0.5 grams per kilo of body weight of protein. So if you're 80 kilos, that'd be a 40 gram serving of protein. Again, remembering from our protein um, podcast episode that not just 40 grams of, of a protein source, it's actually got to be the equivalent of 40 grams of protein absorbed from the protein source. As we know, um, that's not just one for one. It's like 130 to 140 grams of chicken will give you around 40 grams of protein. And then fats, we want to keep that to zero to 20 grams max of just fat intake for the day. We, we want to have fast absorption foods here. We want to make sure that um, it's fuel for the muscles and uh, protein for the building blocks in and around the training. So we don't need fats at this time. Typically, we'll do fats in our uh, main meals for the day. So pre-workout meal is super important. The closer it is to training the more you want it fast absorption. And this is where like, obviously depending on your day and how you structure the things, like using your protein shake and or something like a piece of toast with honey on or some fruits and so forth, they've got fast absorptions that it's closer, closer to the session, let's say 30 minutes out, you're still getting that energy into the bloodstream so it can be utilized for the training session. If you typically train for one hour, then you don't need to worry about anything else. That's it. You'll get into your post-workout nutrition but if you're someone who trains for two hours or longer you probably need to start considering your intra workout nutrition so it's most likely uh, by the end of your session how intense it is or how much you're getting out of yourself has deteriorated because you're utilizing all the energy in your body you will never use it all but that's in the blood readily available so ideally if you're going to train for two hours 1.5 to two hours or more you'd like to add five to 10 grams of carbs and then 10 grams of protein or five to 10 grams of EAAs, essential amino acids. And this is just to maximize the training adaptation that you're stimulating with your weights resistance based training. So I'm focused on that for the, for this instance. If it was just more of a high intensity cardio or running session or something like that, um, it is a little different, but you definitely want to make sure that you, you are supplementing if you're going for long duration sessions. It, it's super important. The third thing is the post-workout nutrition. So again, we want to look at something similar. It's like one gram per kilo of body weight for carbs, 0.5 grams uh, per kilo of body weight for protein. And then we might look to add up, uh, increase the, the fats up to 10 to 20 grams. We still want to keep it, it to a really great and easy absorption foods and things that digest well, rather than making it a high fat 
meal that slows ob- slower absorption and too high in protein that it, it slows down our absorption rate and we obviously you know might feel full or too full or something like this but that's just sort of like the best guidelines to hit for your peri-workout nutrition so you want to optimize as best you can utilizing these components in and around that window from the pre-workout to the post-workout being four to five hours time now it's never going to be perfect for everyone and this is why protein shakes are so popular um, having on hand your fruits and, and things that are easily available to you that you can then eat quickly and get into the bloodstream and the body so that's the first part go th- uh, to go through. There's some great information out there if you want to take it further. But hopefully that gets you thinking about maximizing your hypertrophy and strength training uh, sessions with peri-workout nutrition. The second thing I'll talk about is training intensity and actually understanding how many sets per week you need to achieve to gr- help stimulate and make muscles grow. So if you want a muscle to grow in this particular area, you're going to need to hit it with between 10 to 20 sets per week directly relating to that muscle group that you're trying to grow. Now, it sounds like it's achievable, but it's actually a lot more than you think, especially when you if you try to use a lot of compound movements that um, involve other muscle groups. You need to actually analyze your training effectively and make sure you understand which exercises you're doing to target which muscle groups for growth because it's a different beast when you start looking into 10 to 20 sets and we can't confuse doing supersets or uh, giant sets of the same muscle groups as all the work because that's that's about the metabolic stress from those sets it needs to be like a cumulative effect of 10 to 20 sets uh, across the week so that's why a lot of times you need to actually do two sessions that are for a particular particular muscle group to get the stimulus you want so at the moment i'm trying to get my arms to grow and my shoulders so i'm hitting them twice per week Uh, on a tuesday and i'll hit shoulders make sure i hit extra shoulder work on a wednesday i hit arm work and then again on the friday shoulders on a saturday i hit arms again because i really want to make sure that i'm hitting the, the right dosage for them you can play a little bit less. Obviously, beginners don't need as much of us of that. They can um, get great, great results with less than five sets per muscle group. And genetically, some people are just freaks and they'll grow from sort of anything you throw at them. The last thing, and I've talked about this in another episode, is that sleep is the number one thing on top of everything to repair, regenerate, and make sure that you're actually getting the body to change and adapt the way that you're stressing it from your training. If you're not getting between eight to nine hours sleep, you're not going to maximize your hypertrophy growth. You're an idiot if you think you can get away with sleeping five hours a day and trying to grow. It just doesn't work. You also know that if you do, don't do that, your intensity of your training sessions is going to deteriorate. And I'll go back to that quickly before we have to wrap up because we only have 10 minutes. Intensity of training, a lot of people don't truly understand it, but you need to be working near failure for hypertrophy stimulus to actually grow, to actually stress the muscles effectively for hypertrophy demands, you need to actually go near failure in a lot of your working sets. It can't just be two easy sets and then one working set. It needs to be three hard working sets at your intensity for the day. So those warm-up sets do not count. Make sure you're getting your intense uh, sets in. I would love to talk more about this. I'll probably do a follow-up to this. But that is it. Locked in, done, sub 10, over and out for another episode. See you all again on the next one. Let's get it.